It's time for Black and White, a show that wants to bring all of us together, talking again about the issues that concern us. It's time to hear from people who only want to deal with facts. It's time for you to re-engage in your right of American free speech. It's time for Black and White. Welcome to this edition of Black and White. And uh, joining us today is a person whose company is going to be a major sponsor literally on every program on our network uh, shortly after the 1st of August. And it's Ira Bershensky, who is a longtime investor in precious metals. And I'm a registered investment advisor, have been for almost 50 years. Many of you know that because of the commentaries that I write. And I decided, and I've been, I've been reluctant because I hadn't found anybody or any firm that I was comfortable with uh, putting my name behind and the company name behind and all the other programs that if, uh, if, if they weren't really square shooters. And I learned, uh, I met Ira and talked with him on several occasions, talked to the people that he's worked with and um, he's just a terrific guy. And Ira, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. My pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, I want to start off with a simple question. Mm -hmm. um, uh, why gold and, and why IRA? Uh, great, great questions. It's uh, when, when someone, you know, when I have someone who's interested, uh, you know, one of my customers in, in uh, purchasing uh, gold, I, I always put that question back on them. You know, why gold? You know, what are you hoping precious metals uh, can do for you? Uh, gold in general, gold's been around for 5,000 years. It's um, stable uh, compared to other, other investments, and people see it as a store of value. Um, if you look at what's happened in the markets recently, and uh, you can really look at any time period. And I like to look at the dot-com boom. I mean, I've been around since 1980 in the business world. I've seen the Jimmy Carter inflation. I've seen the crash of 87. Um, I've seen the, the, um, the dot-com boom. I, I've seen 2008, 2020. I've even seen, you know, the, in 90, uh, 95 to 2000 with the, uh, what was it, exuberance or something, irrational exuberance, as uh, Greenspan said. I, I experienced that as well. So I've got a lot of background uh, for things. So I like to look at the period from the dot-com boom, which was in spring of 2000, until today. And I talk with people and I said, well, you look at the Dow Jones or the S&P up until, you know, a couple of months ago, they doubled since that time period, uh, you know, for, for the 22 years. I mean, that's pretty good. During the same time period, gold went up four and a half times uh, compared to, to um, well, just in general, not even compared to anything. And historically, when the dollar goes down, when the stock market goes down, the metals go up, especially gold. And if you look at the period 2008 to 2011, gold doubled during that time period. Um, and stock market, Dow, S&P were down uh, 40, 40 odd percent. NASDAQ was down a lot more. And we're looking back at the dot-com boom, the NASDAQ dropped 60 or 70% between then and uh, before it bottomed. Then it bottomed in 2014. So between 2000 and 2014, if you were in the stock market, you had dead money. It didn't reach those old highs again for 14 years. Yeah. So that's where gold, gold comes in. 
I was managing money during the dot-com boom. I've been managing it, as I said earlier, for close to 50 years. And my son, my number two son, called me from, from um, George Washington University, where I was in college, and he was working on a, a, a class project of, of talking about a business plan for a startup company. And, um, and these, uh, these students at, at most of the major colleges and universities uh, were, had their eye on the dot-com bubble. They were graduating from college and go get a job at, a, at an emerging market company and make a fortune and retire at 35. And he, he called me and he said, we're, we're thinking about uh, this business plan and the product and everything. And I said, that's fine. He said, Dad, do you, do you buy dot-com stocks? I said, and my son's name is Nathan. I said, Nathan, I've never bought any company stock that had no earnings and was selling at a multiple of 300 times projected earnings. It's, it's, gonna, it's not going to pay off. So my clients, who I was managing money for, <clears throat> didn't participate in the dot-com bubble, either direction, up or down. And, and so it's, it's part of the problem and it, in what you demonstrated with all those periods of time is, yeah, gold, silver, platinum, all metals have some volatility to them. But on the longer-term basis, they tend to be more stable and more predictable with desirable returns. And so um, why did you get into business? Oh, great question. So my background, I was an institutional stock trader for many years, a compliance officer. So I have that financial background. And I saw the, if you will, to use that expression, the writing on the walls in the uh, institutional market. So where can I benefit people um, and also use my financial expertise. And uh, I looked into precious metals and I said, this is a fit, this is, this is great. And my, the customer base that I have just keeps growing and growing and it's testament to you know, my instincts and, and my thoughts uh, were, were correct. I, um, I believe that and I understand that. I, I think the audience needs to understand there are, there are differences between the celebrities that are hawking gold on television or the radio and Ira and myself. Um, what, what you just heard from Ira is a very important statement. You gotta look at many, many different things in deciding the strategy that you want and what precious metals you wanna deploy. And sometimes you may wanna have gold and other times you may wanna have silver. So, um, what we're, what we're going to do is that we'll have a link on our homepage of blacksandwhites.us, which will be a bar of gold that our listeners will just click on the bar and it'll take you directly to take them directly to you so that they can have um, reach out and have a dialogue with you and find out whether gold is the right thing for them and what kind of gold. So speaking of what kind of gold, and possibly gold alternatives. When we come back after this break, we're going to talk about some of the alternatives and how appropriate they may or may not be. So we're speaking with Ira 
Bersansky, who's going to be our gold guru for the Black and White Network. And we'll be Hello, right this is Dan Perkins, executive producer of programming for Blacks and White Network. We are pleased to offer the opportunity to express yourself on important issues of the day. We are launching BNW Free Speech Question of the Week. Every Monday, we will ask you, our listeners, a single question, and you vote the answer to the question. You will have an opportunity to vote a simple yes or no, and if you want, you can share more about the answer on the website. We will encourage open discussion about the issues. On Saturday, we will announce the vote results. So stay tuned. Watch for the launch of B&W Free Speech. Welcome back, and we're speaking with Ira, our gold guru, and we're going to move to a little more specific types of, of questions. Ira, there are a number of ways that an individual could put play or participate either directly or indirectly with gold. One is the actual ownership of the bullion. Mm-hmm. And you take the bullions and you put them in a press and make a coin, and then you have a uh, um, paper transactions like ETFs and stocks of the actual mining companies. And so, but, but the area that I want to open this section about talking about is um, what was being touted as the replacement for gold, and that was Bitcoin. Um, I did some numbers, and in the last 12 months, the Bitcoin price has gone from 67,000 to 22,000. It's down 68%. That's a horrendous loss. There there are losses that you can recover from, and there's some losses that you may may not have enough time to ever recover. I, I am very concerned about the proliferation of Bitcoin uh, by people who really don't know what they're talking about. This this may not surprise you, but the largest holder of bitcoins in the world is the United States government. Hmm. Um, The there are many governments around the world who have indicated over the last few years that they want to replace their currency, especially currency that's backed by the dollar, with bitcoin. They have taken a tremendous beating. Uh, over the last uh, month and a half, three major companies who were major players in the Bitcoin business went into bankruptcy. The money's gone. Billions and billions of dollars of investors' money is absolutely gone because there was no tangible asset behind it. So click on a computer link. So I look at it and say, uh, the idea that a Bitcoin is going to replace a precious metal, gold or silver or what, platinum, whatever, is, is ridiculous um, because it's a, it's a bit on a computer and there's no government behind it. There's no asset behind it, no full faith and credit authority behind it. So that's why I think it's got, become so volatile. What disturbed me the most about recent bankruptcies, Ira, was one of the funds came out a couple of years ago and was selling itself as an equivalent to a money market mutual fund with a stable value every day with liquidity. 
it went to zero. It lost everything. And people who put money in that thinking that they had a, a stronger equivalent to gold by using a Bitcoin as a, as a vehicle for a money market mutual fund lost everything. And, and while gold prices can go up and go down, I've, I've never seen a price, you correct me if I'm wrong, where gold went to zero. Mm -hmm. But Bitcoins have gone to value, gone value to zero. So Ira, talk about the different kinds of ways in which our clients and, and listeners can participate in gold with you. Uh, well, it's the physical, tangible metal itself. So there are two ways to purchase uh, metals. One's a, what we call the cash buy, where you would wire funds in, we do the metals consultation, and the metals are shipped directly to, to your home. Uh, and you store them however you want, safe deposit box, uh, put them in a sock in your freezer or whatever, or a gun safe, whatever you want to do. Uh, the other way is you can roll over all or part of a retirement account, an eligible 401k, IRA, 403b, uh, et cetera. And then by IRS rules, the metals need to be stored at a third-party depository, uh, which I work with, with three of them. Uh, these depositories are insured for a billion dollars each by, by Lloyd's of London. Um, so the, the metals aren't stored at, at your home, but they're in these depositories of, in, over the years, many, many years, never heard of any, any issue with any of them in terms of security, safety, anything uh, like that. Um, or else they wouldn't be, be in business. So even though it might not be on your premises, it's in a very secure uh, facility. And from what I understand before, you know, the issues of the last two years, I, I understood you could actually go and visit your metals at the depository if you feel like taking a ride there. <laughs> I don't know, vacation trip. So um, that's, that's the two ways to, to purchase metals. And um, when you do it through the retirement account, you're set up with a self-directed uh, IRA custodian just like a custodian you ha would have now for whatever your investments are. And they do all the paperwork, et cetera. Um, and uh, rel relatively simple process. Uh, they do all the heavy lifting for you. I help out as well. Uh, great way to invest uh, in metals I either way. And some people, a lot of people do both. So, so is, it, is it possible, Ira, that you could buy bullion mm -hmm in a non-IRA account and have it custodied someplace else, like a, like a, a depository institution? Absolutely, absolutely. You, you could um, purchase it and use one of the depositories to store it instead of storing it at your home or a safe deposit box or somewhere else. Absolutely, but, that's what they're there for. But it doesn't have to be an IRA to do that, a regular mm -hmm. account. That is correct, it can be a regular account. You, that's, you can, that's, the, yeah. that's one of the things that, that always concerned me about people who said, well, I'll just have them ship it to my house. And, and I'd say, no, I don't think you want to do that. No matter how much you have, you don't want to keep it at home. You want to keep it someplace where you know it's safe and secure and you can get at it if you need it. But the idea of putting it in a safe or a sock or whatever, or in the shoebox in the closet on the third shelf, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's not going to, uh, it's not a smart way to handle it. But the idea that you, I, I've seen a lot of stuff about the gold IRA and I heard what you just said, but nobody's talking about the idea that you can use a depository institution to store your gold or silver or precious metals and not be in an IRA. And I think that's important. Yeah, it's good, good, good point, uh, Dan. 
So um, how do you feel about Bitcoins? Uh, it's on a server. It's, it's, it's minted by a computer. Uh, you know, gold is the physical tangible. You can hold it or have it in the depository. A Bitcoin, you know, as you said, there's, there's no backing behind it. Um, they, they had the different, was a stable coin or whatever they were. Um, yeah, it's, it's just as you say, I, I, I'd rather have something physical and tangible than something that's on a, uh, a server somewhere. That could go down. That, that could go down. They say the metals go up and down as well, but so there's nothing to back, back this up. And uh, we didn't touch upon this, but when you're talking about Bitcoin and, and countries looking into it, you know, there's the digital currency that some central banks are looking into even here in the US. And there's such a downside there regarding privacy, because um, if they have a digital currency, they're going to want to know who has the currency, you know, the, these governments. Uh, and with the metals, you know, I don't report anything. I don't have to. They don't, they don't know what you have. That's in the, non, that's in the non-IRAs, because then it's a retirement account, but that's different. But that's, that's important that the, you, you have the privacy Correct. Of, your, of your transaction. By the way, that's not true if you own stocks and bonds. That, that, that is correct uh, because there, there's registrars. So the, the company that issues the stock needs to know who owns it for proxy voting, uh, et cetera. So you're recorded, you're registered. They know who you are. So um, do you have a, a particularly uh, typical way, uh, way in which people buy gold from you, a certain style or a certain package or... They, as I mentioned, they'll either, depending on their own circumstance, they'll either do the cash purchase uh, or they'll do the, um, the retirement rollover or, or both. Those are really the two ways to do it. And I may have mentioned, you know, when I say cash purchase, it's not currency cash like dollar bills. It's um, wired funds that come in. And I do that for compliance purposes. So do you like bullion bars versus coins? It, it depends on the customer. The um, I like to look more towards the basic bars. Uh, a lot of the customers want uh, a coin and there's different types of coins, gold and silver. You have the coins minted by sovereign mints, such as the US mint, the Canadian mint, you know, in South Africa, Austria, Mexico. Um, they have a bit of a higher premium because they're from a, um, a sovereign mint. Then there's um, a, a product called a, a round, and that is made by a private mint, but it still has one troy ounce of, of metal in it. So it's the same thing. But it, and again, I always put it back on the customer. Do you want something from a sovereign mint where it's minted by a, a government entity? Or do you want something that um, has the same amount of metal in it that um, you know, is, is you know, the, the, the same thing in terms of uh, the value uh, of the metal? But if I, if I buy a coin, uh, an American Eagle, gold uh -huh. coin, um, I'm paying more for the coin per ounce than I am if I just bought a bar. Correct. Ounce. Correct. That, that's why I like bars. And, and bars have um, you know, size, uh, size options. You know, in gold, you have the one ounce, the 10 ounce, the 100 ounce. Uh, silver, you have the one ounce, the five ounce, 10 ounce, 100 ounce. Um, you can go higher, but that's that's usually um, uh, a good a good a good range. Uh, so you have different options. You can even get in gold a kilo bar, which is thirty two 
uh, 0.15 ounces, I believe. So you have lots of different options um, in, in terms of the, the size of, of the, uh, the, the metal. I've seen stories, and as we're almost done with this segment, I've seen stories where bullion bars are, are hollow or have other metals other than gold in them. When people buy gold from you, how do they know that it's getting 100% pure gold? They pray. Uh, no, the, <laughs> I work with very reputable uh, suppliers. Uh, they've been around 40, 50 years. They're family owned. Uh, and if there was ever a problem, they would be out of business. And they don't want to do that. Plus, if it goes into a depository, the depository um, screens the, the metals that come from, from my suppliers. So it's either going to be like a spectrometer or another way that they, they test it. So it's absolutely secure. And if I sell you metals, um, you know, maybe you go have them tested, you know, test them yourself somehow. I'm not sure exactly how that goes. You send them go to um, you know, somewhere else where there's a testing facility, maybe a university or something. Uh, but it's always never, ever had a problem. In all the years I've been in this business, never, ever had a problem. That's one of the reasons why I have told my clients for years, if you take physical possession of the, of the bullion, in order to sell it to somebody, you have to have it assayed and prove that it's pure gold. And that's an expense. If it's in a vault somewhere, not an issue. Mm -hmm. So buying that, so um, unfortunately, Ira, and we're going to have you back from time to time. Um, um, let me finish with this, this one quick question. Mm -hmm. um, what's going on in the world that is concerning you and suggesting that people who are on the edge should be considered buying gold? So much. There's a long list, and people have seen it in, in the news. There's inflation. Um, as you know, war overseas, whenever there's, there's war, um, gold, people um, gravitate uh, towards, towards gold. Um, you've got recession uh, coming on. Um, and I've been through, as I mentioned, since 1980, the different stock market gyrations. And when the, the, the markets go, go down, you know, inflation goes up, markets go down. And, and here's something that people don't realize, and I bring this up all the time. We are a fossil fuel driven economy. We will be for many, many years to come, regardless of how many solar panels or electric cars are out there. And when the price of oil goes up, the economy goes down. And you're seeing that now over the last couple of years, uh, the last six months anyway. Um, you know, in, a, in a couple of days, the, the GDP for the second quarter of 2022 is going to come out and it's going to be down. We're going to have two down quarters in a row. That's a recession. And oil went from $40, $50 a barrel to $120. Now it's in the high 90s. I mean, it's, it's there. Look at the charts. I mean, it just history repeats itself. Um, Ira, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the Black and White Network. Thank you. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Dan Perkins, your host on Black and White. You've been listening to the current Black and White program on which I had a discussion with Ira Brzezinski, who is our gold guru and who will be helping you make a decision as whether or not gold investing is appropriate for you. To find out if gold is right for your portfolio, go to blacksandwhites.us and on the homepage, look for the gold bullion bar. Click on it and it will take you directly to Ira. 
and you can start a discussion with him about the suitability and appropriateness of buying gold for your cash account or for your retirement account. Take this opportunity to talk to someone extremely experienced and knowledgeable about gold and its pluses and minuses and how it can fit into your portfolio. Contact is free. This is Dan Perkins. Dan Perkins, your host on Black and White. You've been listening to the current Black and White program on which I had a discussion with Aya Brzezinski, who is our gold guru and who will be helping you make a decision as whether or not gold investing is appropriate for you. To find out if gold is right for your portfolio, go to blacksandwhites.us and on the homepage, look for the gold bullion bar. Click on it and it will take you directly to IRA and you can start a discussion with him about the suitability and appropriateness of buying gold for your cash account or for your retirement account. Take this opportunity to talk to someone extremely experienced and knowledgeable about gold and its pluses and minuses and how it can fit into your portfolio. Contact is free. This is Dan Perkins. Welcome to Black and Whites, and we're joined by a new show that will be premiering relatively quickly called The Two Mics. Now, not two microphones, but two guys named Mike. And they have been had a successful career uh, on radio, and they've expressed an interest to joining Black and Whites into a broader network to try and reach more people, and we certainly would love to have them. So The Two Mics, welcome to Black and White, and welcome to The Two Mics Show. Dan, thank you for inviting us to Black and Whites. We're really excited about this opportunity. Uh, this will be probably the third network we're joining. Um, and uh, I'll let Mike speak for himself. You know, we, we've done 10 years of radio, and now we're going on our third year in podcasting, which is incredible. We're really blessed. We, we had no idea we, we'd be up to 250 shows in three years. And we hope that this can uh, help in expanding your network and expanding our, our network together as a joint venture. Dr. Mike, you go, go ahead. Yeah, just, just to say the same thing as, as Colonel Mike did. Thank you very kindly. We, we have a, a program I think that is useful for Americans who are, are interested in news uh, that's not distorted by the mainstream media. And uh, Colonel Mike is, does an amazing job in finding camp, uh, uh, guests for us to interview who are really top notch, if not well-known uh, when they come on, they tend to be well-known after they're on. So thank you, Dan, for giving us a chance on your network, and I look forward to working with you. I do, I do too. We, we founded this network a, a little over a year and a half ago because we were um, distressed is probably the best word, that how much freedom of speech was being attacked and destroyed by the, the mainstream media, even to the point that we shut down the president of the United States and, and the retired president of the United States from having a, a Twitter account, being able to speak to the American people. And it, it, it frightened us more than anything else. And as we began to put this program concept together and before moving to black and whites, I, I was doing between 40 and 60 interviews a month. I guest host on probably a half a dozen shows. And when I started talking to the host about what we were planning to do, they said, man, what a great concept. Because we decided to change the conversation. We said to all the people and continue to say it to all the guests on the show, 
you're welcome to come on and express your opinion, but there are three fundamental rules. One, you have to be respectful to the other person because everybody's ideas have value. Any disrespect or personal attacks on a, another person on the program, you will be immediately terminated on the show and will not be able to come back on again. Number two, no profanity. If you cannot express your thoughts and not use profanity, then you've got a, you've got a communications problem and we, we will not have the profanity on the air. And number three, if you constantly interrupt somebody while they're trying to make their points because you want to disrupt their train of thought, that's unacceptable behavior. I can say after hundreds of shows, we've never had to turn anybody off. Now, we invite people, we tell them what the rules are, and some choose to come on, and most of them do, but some choose not to come on. And so having the ability to reach out to the American people, as you, you so uh, eloquently put it, Mike, that you're trying to bring information to people that's not available to them through traditional sources because the traditional sources are corrupt. How did you decide to get into that business? How did you decide to take that approach? Well, Dr. Mike? Yeah, we were we did some radio here in Virginia and was it was well received. And uh, we were forced off of that station because we were disagreeing with the government on foreign policy. And so Colonel Mike really thought of a, a podcast and, and we've started um, now three years ago almost and uh, have had a very, very interesting time, sir. We, we've got to have our say. But what we found, and, and uh, Colonel Mike's very good at just letting people uh, who come on to speak until they're done. And then we ask questions and uh, we very seldom to get into any kind of spats with them. And what's one thing for me that's been very refreshing is to find out how many people there are out there who agree with us. Because for a long time, it was kind of, uh, uh, we felt a little beleaguered, or I did at least, by uh, losing all access to any kind of media. And now we, there's people coming on every day who uh, see the same threats, have kind of the same fears, um, the same resentments, the same anger, uh, which to me is a very encouraging thing. Yeah, I got a phone call last night. We brought on a new show about oh, a month or six weeks ago called The, the Jewish Patriot. And it's uh, Cindy, and she's a New York Jew, and she speaks her mind. She's not a, a liberal. She's a conservative. And she called me last night, and she said, I, I just had to call you because since I've been on your network, I've gotten more calls from people wanting to be on my show than I ever had before. And she was on terrestrial radio stations, uh, you know, commercial stations. And, um, and I was thrilled for her because it says that what we're trying to do, both of us, all three of us are trying to do, is to broaden the communications and the conversation. And, about, and, and I often thought that what's going on, the, the, the misdirection, the, the issues that the, the Biden administration is doing, was by design, and I mean, what I mean by that is designed to distract the American people or to try to distract them away from the reality of what's going on. I've, I've done commercials, I spoke to people about right now, 
the two two most important issues going in to the midterm election for the vast majority of, of people in the United States is the cost of energy and the cost of food. Everything else might be important, but not as important of being able to afford to buy gas to go to work, to earn the money, to put food on the table for my wife and children. And so I say that every time hundreds of millions of Americans drive into a gas station to fill their tank and they see they're spending 60, 70, $100 or more, even though gas prices are down a little bit, that's a huge chunk out of their budget that a lot doesn't allow them to do things, including perhaps changing how they feed their families. So I yeah. think I think that the Democrats have thrown all these issues out, the border and Ukraine and Russia and China and all these things to distract the American people, realizing that the American people will just get tired of all the stuff and no, not vote at all. And I think that that's a huge mistake. We have to tell people, we have to focus on the issues at hand are the most important issues. I mean, we've got, Congress is now passing, a, wants to pass a 438 or $483 billion fight inflation bill that has $380 million for the Green New Deal. I don't see how that fights inflation. But because they put that title on it, it distracts, it says, well, maybe the Democrats are trying to do something. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we, have to, we have to use our platforms wisely to try and help people what's going on. Dan, I want to add to what Mike said too. Um, we went from a, a national show, which was popular. And within our first year on Apple Podcasts, we were in the 30s. We beat Mark Levin by a couple. We beat Glenn Beck in three categories by six and eight points, which was tremendous on, mm -hmm. on the national level. And within a couple of years, we now have 11 countries following us. And why this is important is we have emails to our website where they can contact us and talk about it. And what we talk about on a national scale, and a lot of times because of Mike and I's background, we do international. Um, what we talk about international, whether it's a domestic guest or a foreign guest, you know, we have a lot of people following us in foreign countries. For instance, I'll give you an example. Saudi Arabia, we, we're number 28 news and commentary in Saudi Arabia. We're like 64 in Qatar. You know, it's, this is incredible for a small show, you know, the two mics. So our, what we speak about domestically, they're listening to around the globe. And, and again, you know, we just started out a couple of years back, and this is not boasting. I want you to understand to the audience that's going to hear this and to you, Dan, we're not boasting. What we're saying is we're really blessed that this thing's gone so far, you know, Western Europe, Eastern Europe, South America, Southeast Asia, where, you know, two mics really makes a difference. I mean, when we're number five on Apple in Brazil, I asked myself, I don't do any Samba. And you know what? <laughs> I don't live there. So they must want to know what we have to say. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they, absolutely. In fact, uh, uh, as we wrap this up, I want to—I just want to tell you what we're doing. Um, our streaming service has now created a platform where there are there are 25 major telecommunication conglomerates around the world that control 
hundreds of thousands of radio stations all over the world. Great. And we, we signed up with them and we're starting literally today to begin to market Iron Tire Network, including Two Mike's shows to these various platforms. There's a Irish radio, for example, that has 5,000 radio stations in their network. So well, we want to say hi to Ireland. We want to <laughs> say hi to Ireland. We love Irish music. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to try and take them to, to more than 11. We're going to try and take you to, to a lot of different places that you're not getting to. And I think you're, what you're, the reason you're being successful is that people want to know what's going on for, in America from a different perspective. Yes. Well, the thank you for the opportunity, Dan. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you for joining us. And Ladies and gentlemen, look at the program guide on blacksandwhites.us and see the, the days and the time that the two mics will be on the air.